Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is uh, a joy to be able to be here. Uh, Brent, how you doing? Oh, doing so good today. I tell you what, I got coffee in my hand. Well, I got a cup in my hand, not the coffee. But <laughs> That's when, I, when I knew that we were going to hear from Candace today, my life just uh, went through the roof. So excited to, uh, to hear her story in this format. And, uh, you know, boy, she's, she's on the topic of conversation as one of those seniors, college seniors that have graduated. So excited to hear that a part of her plans are staying around town. So appreciate Roman and Amy Wally's ministry. Uh, and that's a, that's a fruit that, that Grace is going to be able to, to glean from uh, for at least the next year ahead and, and hopefully even longer. I and mean, people like, like Candace are special. Yeah, there's been uh, several girls that I've talked to from the college ministry that have mentioned Candace Corley's name, and um, yeah, so it'll be a joy to be able to to kind of hear a little bit of her story and how Grace has you know been important to her and and that kind of thing. So looking forward to that. Um, this past Sunday was uh, our second time to gather together, and uh, church, we just want to thank you for um, for again your flexibility, your um, your commitment to, to sign up and help us to know those things. And um, that's been really successful. So thank you uh, for doing that. Yeah. And, you know, as people sign up, I just want to encourage them. If, if you forgot to sign up the day of hey, uh, or the night of, uh, don't worry about it. Come on. We'll, we'll have room for you. We've been we budgeted in room, uh, you know, for, for those that don't sign up. This just helps us to know when we're getting closer to that um, and, and maybe if we need to make different plans in the future. So this helps us totally in pre- preparation. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, there's, there's plenty of room and, uh, it's, it's been sweet. You know, this, this Sunday I, I felt Stephen just a greater sense of flexibility and, uh, I don't know, engaging relaxedness. I, you know, I felt a little more comfortable, uh, and then to see people this Sunday that were talking, you know, uh, instead of coming right into the, their seats, uh, there was a lot of people in the parking lots that were just hanging out before the service talking. And that was yeah, fun. That was that fun was to change people outside. Yeah. So um, maybe just give us a little bit of reflection on uh, some of the things we looked uh, at in the book of John um, this past Sunday. Uh, help us. Uh, what, do you, what thoughts do you have on that? Yeah. You know, I, just ingrained in my mind is uh, Jesus's interaction with them. When he told them in verse 42 of John chapter eight, he, he says to these these folks, as we saw, that were, were pseudo-believers. They were not actual believers, and Jesus has the light. He shines on them and shows, uh, I think, shows them a greater understanding of, of their allegiance that they have to, uh, not to Christ, certainly. And the standard that he gives in verse 42, as a reminder, he said, If God were your father, you would love me, uh, for I came from God and I am here. And I think that reminder, even though, you know, there was not a lot of, uh, maybe ethnic Jews claiming heritage back to Abram today that we're interacting with on a daily basis. There is very much a claim that they, that people are right with God or that they have their own maybe subjective standard. They have their own thing going on. You know, they got their own thing cooking their own, their own gig faith. And people talk about the gig yeah. economy today. They got their own gig faith going on. Uh, and what we see here in Jesus's interaction is uh, that he is the objective standard and now, you may think you have your own gig economy going on, your own gig faith, uh, but if you do not love Christ, the Christ of Scripture, uh, uh, the God of the God of history, uh, who's made Himself known to us, the the Father sending of the Son, the Son coming and taking on flesh, and the Spirit resting on Him, uh, you know what He says is equally true. If God were 
your father, you would love me. Uh, that our love of Christ, our abiding in Christ, our resting in him, his word resting in us, our love of him as we hear his words and our desire to, to walk with him, uh, that is the standard of what it is to be healthy uh, and to be spiritually alive. And, and so that, that application, Stephen, I, I don't know if you've seen that in, in your walk with the Lord, interacting with other people, but I think the, the desire to want to be our own standards of, you know what, this is my scale, when really the Lord shows us, uh, hey, to love Jesus, to know Jesus is what it is to be alive and, and to know God. Yeah, our small group is beginning a uh, a study through the book of Galatians. And, you know, we're thinking about the Judaizers and adding to uh, Christ and adding, you know, having uh, their understanding being the, the, the way, you know, they think that. And um, I do think that's common with us, um, you know, and to full confession with me, you know, I would think that there are things that I can do that make me better or more acceptable to God or there are standards that I put on myself that uh, are not uh, making me more acceptable before a holy God. It's only Christ. It's only him. Um, and so, yeah, well, I hope we all grow in, in more understanding that Christ is all sufficient. Yeah. And that's a, that's not a ministering spirit to us of uh, a ministering word, I should say of, you know what? I, I do love Jesus and I am most at peace when I'm in communion with him, when I'm, when I'm abiding in him as a believer, that is one of the most, comforting realities uh, that we can ever have to remember, you know, I do love the Lord. I do love to walk in his way. I love that. Uh, I don't always do that. It's usually when I'm at my most miserable, regardless of my circumstances. Uh, but I am most at peace when I'm walking with the Lord and uh, abiding in his will. That's a, that's, that's a peace giving word to the believer today. Amen. Church, I've got uh, the blessing of being able to talk with Candace Corley today. Candace, thank you for being here and talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, we're excited as well. Um, we uh, we know that you are um, graduating mm-hmm. or have graduated. I guess is that yes. true? When's, yes. When's graduation? Well, technically, I graduated like two weeks ago, but. The online ceremony is at the end of May. So, okay. Yeah. So, you're kind of in the middle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, Candace, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Rusk, Texas, which is this small town in East Texas. And it's only about 35, 40 minutes from here. So, not very far. Yeah, not far, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. And um, did you, I assume you moved here to go to SFA. Is that? I guess that's the case, huh? Yes. Yeah. So I came here to Nacogdoches, which is funny because growing up, I was like, Nacogdoches is so weird to me. I don't want to live here. Like, I'm probably never going to go to college here. But then I decided to, and now I just don't want to leave. I love it now. So That's awesome. What did you What did you study at SFA? So I studied elementary education. Um, I came in as undecided because I had no clue what to do. Um, and I changed my major a couple of times, but... I landed on elementary education, and I'm so glad for it. I love it a lot. You know, that's kind of the norm to mm-hmm. uh, to kind of not either not know or just change your major or think you know and then change it anyway. Yes, um, yes. That's certainly p- part of my story as well. Um, 
So um, how did you get plugged in to Grace Bible Church once you kind of landed here in Nacogdoches? So when I came to Nacogdoches, I had no clue where to go to church. I knew I wanted to, but I had no idea. Um, but my sweet mate at the time, Michaela Lamar, um, she had some family who went to Grace at the time. And she was like, hey, I'm going to Grace Bible Church. And I was like, all right, I'll just ju- join you. So we went to like Sunday morning. And at the time we had cross point on Sunday night. So we went there, got plugged into Thursday night community group and several people, um, like Abby Hayes, Susanna Wise, a few people started to just ask us for coffee, which I'd never experienced before. And they just really loved us. And that's kind of when I decided to stay and continue to get plugged in even more. That's cool. So, Mm -hmm. um, I know that, uh, you've been involved in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you've served as an intern and done a whole bunch of stuff. So can, can you kind of just list out, so who have you been an intern for? And mm-hmm. um, I know I've, you kind of shared this in the little video we did, but kind of, you know, who are some people that have, that have stood out as, as people that have, um, that have shaped you and kind of mentored mm-hmm. you while you, while you've been here? Yeah. Um, so I was a Crosspoint intern last year um, and I was under Roman Wally. Um, and so I interned starting in the summer. It was summer to summer. Um, and through that and through other ministries I've been a part of, Roman and Amy were a huge impact on me. They sort of just brought us into their family, um, especially Amy, because she discipled the girl leaders each week, which was really sweet. And she's so wise and I'm so thankful for her. Um but also people in the church like Ben and Megan Dotson and Abby and John Hayes. Um, they're, and a lot of them, like, like I said, starting off in college, just kind of brought me into the community group and loved me and showed me what it looked like to be a part of the community. Um, and I would say also just the church staff. It was always so sweet just to walk into the office and I was greeted with smiles and people wanting to know how <laughs> I was doing and just talk to me. So those are a lot of, a lot of sweet people, but just to name a few, those are some of them. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, and so you're planning to kind of stay around here, right? You're, you're hanging Mm -hmm. out. You want to, uh, what do you plan to do? Uh, You know, I, I know these answers a little bit already, but Uh you know, the people listening may not know everything. So, uh, so what are you planning to do uh, now that you're graduating? I'm hoping to find a teaching position somewhere in or around Nacogdoches. I'm right now I'm in the process of interviewing and hearing back from schools. Um, so I'm hoping to work somewhere and then of course, continue to just plug along in Grace Bible church because it's basically my second home. So that's where I'm <laughs> always at. So yeah, same, but that's, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. We, that's so exciting. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, we invest and plug in, mm-hmm. you know, these, um, these college students that come and I should say university students that, yeah. you know, that come and, and, um, and, uh, we get to see some of them. There's just a variety of things that mm-hmm. happen. Um, and I guess selfishly, it's really exciting when mm-hmm. a lot, you know, some of them are staying and there's a lot in this, this graduating uh, class that are, that are staying, which is so exciting for us um, as a church. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's amazing. So what, what have been, you know, kind of, um, I'll kind of brag on you a little bit here. 
it, there are several there are several girls that I that I talk to that are in in the college ministry, mm-hmm. and a lot of them will say, "Yeah, Candace just uh, you know took me for coffee, or Candace just you know invited me to this, and Candace wow. brought me into this, and and it seems like your name keeps popping up <laughs> when I talk to these people." Um, now I'm not asking you to brag on yourself, but mm-hmm. what has kind of been your um, your goal, your mission, I guess, mm-hmm. as you, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing people into this. So what have you, th- that must mean that you find value in, mm-hmm. in the community here. And so you're including people into that. Can you just mm-hmm. kind of describe how you do that? Cause I think if I, I'll let you answer that. I keep asking you questions and then I keep talking, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think a lot of people would like to be able to, um, bring people in like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just sometimes maybe we're scared or we don't know, really know um, how, how to do that well. And so mm-hmm. I guess maybe just explain, you know, um, how you've gone about folding people into uh, mm-hmm. our community here. Yeah. Um, I think, so starting off, I remember probably the beginning of my sophomore year, when I wasn't a freshman anymore, um, me and Michaela were talking and we're like, okay, we're not freshmen anymore. We need to be like everyone else and start bringing people in um, because we knew how valuable it was for people to bring us under their wing. And we felt so loved and so welcomed. Um, and we talked a lot about that and prayed about it. Um, so that was kind of the kickstart. Um, and since then, I think, just having that mindset of knowing that no one wants to be a loner, no one wants to be an outside person um, and just being intentional with grabbing them as they walk in and saying like, Hey, what's your name? What's your major? How are you doing? And um, a lot of small talk at first, um, but I have learned and I'm still learning, but a big thing I learned is connect people to other people, um, not to do it all on my own. So maybe I've had coffee with someone, but now it's like, okay, let me connect them to someone else in the group. Like, hey, here's so-and-so. They have this in common. Maybe you guys should talk or, um, you know, go on a walk, but bring a newer person and bring some older people and let's all do this together and get to talk to each other. Um, mm-hmm. So just like talking with them, really just getting to know them is a big thing so that later on I can, I just remember things about them like, hey, how did you do on your test the other day? And just making them like show that we have this shared life together is a big component of it. Um, mm-hmm. And as I've grown in my walk with the Lord, more and more of just seeing how Jesus did that, how he just shared life with people, how the early church did that, just kind of encourages me to do that more. So really just talking with people, loving them and bringing them and part of the family. I think that answers the question. I kind of just started rambling. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, 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 that's great. Um, and so, how has how has this community impacted you? I mean, are you? Um, what have you kind of found here with the people that you've been able to connect with? Mm-hmm. Um, what what? I don't know. Talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think really and truly, it was one of the first times I started to understand what. Christian community looked like because I grew up in church and I mean it was a good church and it was a good community but it wasn't and I, and I think it came with me also growing in my walk with the Lord but it 
I just didn't know what it looked like to have shared life, to have deep discussions about the Bible. But the people here, both in Cross Point and the adults at Grace, um, I don't know. I think just knowing them, they show me what it looks like to be a part of a big family and to have that shared life, um, which has been really valuable because there's many times in college where I've had like um, difficulties like my grandmother passed away and that was really hard. You know, I had overwhelming mm-hmm. difficult semesters, but it was in those times they really kind of surrounded me and were like, Kane is like, you're loved. You don't have to do these things on your own. Like we're here for you. Um, so like they met my needs and encouraged me to also want to meet their needs. So, I mean, I know without a, at a drop of a hat, I could say, Hey, I need help with this thing. And there's someone who's going to come and help me. Um, that's been really special. And they, of course, challenge me and push me um, in my walk with the Lord, even when maybe at times I, in the moment, don't want to, you know, if I'm being sinful, they're like, <laughs> well, have you thought about how sinful you are being right now? Or like, how can you, <laughs> you know, maybe repent of this or turn to the Lord in this? And that's been really yeah. sweet. And I'm thankful for that. That's great. Well, mm-hmm. Candace, thank you so much for for sharing and taking time. We are so thrilled that you're hanging around mm-hmm. and um, and thrilled that, you know, we get to continue serving Christ uh, together with you. It is, uh, it's, it's just so joyful, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, um, to be able to, to labor and bringing people into our community together and then just, mm-hmm. just being family for, for one another. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, really grateful for you. Thanks for taking the time to, to hang out with us today and, and sharing with us. Of course. Thank you. This week, we got John chapter 9, verse 1 through 38. And Stephen, uh, truth be told, this is one of my favorite texts in all of Scripture. This is an unbelievable story. And it's one in which, you know, this is one of those texts in my first reading of Scripture. Uh, it's, it's just lodged in my brain of laying on my bed, and uh, I would have been a young middle schooler, and reading this story. And the question that Jesus' disciples ask Jesus, you know, why is this man born blind? That is it that he sinned or his parents sinned? I remember that question just so perplexing me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was so stumped. And then you continue reading the story and you see that that all the fear that's here and yet the way that the Lord is working on this man's life that leads to his uh, eventual salvation as you get down to verses 35 through 38. And so that's what I want to talk about this week. That's what we're going to look at is to watch how Jesus interacts with this man. Of course, his, his response is absolutely stunning, right? Neither of these answers. It's door number three. You know, it's door number three uh, <laughs> is the reason this man was was born blind. And it, you, we see this man's progression of his understanding of Jesus, and it just keeps developing until finally he recognizes who Jesus is and he worships him. Mm-hmm. And that is our prayer. And that is, you know, everybody that's going to gather on Sunday morning. Uh, we are all coming as people who have grown in an understanding of God, and here we are gathered to worship him. And our prayer is that God would keep doing that through Nacogdoches County to the ends of the earth, that there are so many people that are at these different stops along the way. Uh, but until they come to know who Jesus is and worship him, uh, wow, are they are they truly uh, missing out? You know, this man gets healed 
And it's something that would become totally viral uh, as a story and in human history. I mean, if Twitter existed or social media, Facebook back then, uh, you know, his testimony would have gone viral, would have got hundreds of millions of views. Uh, But it's the little story that happens at the end of the man coming to salvation, receiving spiritual sight. Uh, that's what changes his life ultimately and eternally. Uh, this is an incredible, incredible text we're going to be looking at this Sunday. Yeah, it, it definitely um, opens your eyes to the Lord's sovereignty, and you know he 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 works for our good and for His glory. Um, and you know, as we gather with other believers on you know whether that's at home or whatever uh, there's a there's just such a, a joyful uh, thing to be able to look into the the faces look into the eyes of people who have experienced what this man has experienced mm. you know the, the joy of spiritual um, life you know that you've been given a, a gift and so to see the, the faces of singing believers, uh, to 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 share and to pray with um, people who believe that God is who He says He is, together mm. with other believers. I just I just don't know that there's a more joyful thing. Um, I, at least for me, you know, I get when I when I you know people tell me, um, you know, that they'll thank me for leading or whatever, and I'm like, you just don't understand. I feel like I have the best seat in the house. Like I have the, the, um, the incredible blessing and joy of being able to watch other people sing, um, and believe mm-hmm. what we're singing and saying. Um, and so I, I would just encourage, you know, if you're, if you're in the room in the sanctuary, um, this, this Sunday, uh, look around at the joyful faces that mm-hmm. are, are singing with you or are, are taking in the word and being changed by the word with you. If you're at home and you happen to be able to have someone else in the room, look over to your left and right and experience the joy of seeing that, you know, if that person next to you is a believer, then man, see the joy that this person has been re- redeemed and delivered um, as well. It is a, uh, I don't know. I'm getting fired up already Mm. uh, just thinking about worshiping together on Sunday. Steven, it's coming soon. I can't wait. I can't wait either. 